Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. I love this coffee that they sent me. What's it called? Trade? Yes, trade coffee, yes. I love it, but I do something wrong and it ends up, the grounds end up in my coffee, the as worst Carly part Simon is, would say. The worst part is you drink it anyway. You yeah, get a spood. I just don't know what I'm doing. And then I asked mom, I was like, do you have like a kettle? Uh, you know, like we have an electric kettle. And she goes, I have a saucepan. I'll just boil the water. That's what she does. We're like from the 1800s. <laughs> well, it's Little House on the Prairie here. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. You would think this is impossible, as Michael showed me how to use the French press, but I forgot. Bread out the ratios, got a four cup. I didn't understand it. I like because I I looked. Where would I put the coffee? There's no, there's no like container. There's one big pit. Yeah, and so you say just put it at the bottom. Put it in the bottom. Let it steep for about four minutes, and then slowly press down the lid. I had no idea. Don't you want to press it down like you're pumping up a basketball or something? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Don't oversleep. It, it was delicious. And, and by the way, in that... Trade f- coffee. It's decaf. I'd forgotten in that you said, like Carly Simon said, grounds in your coffee. Yeah. We got a number of emails that, that that's incorrect. I think she said, clouds in my coffee. Well, that's what she may have said, but I said <laughs> grounds in my coffee. Okay. Okay. There that's we go. Because I always thought that that's what she was saying. <laughs> and, the, and the coffee trade sent us is from Oren's, a, a roast, I guess, a roastery in New York City. Roastery. Fantastic. A roaster. <laughs> Just thought you'd, everybody would want to hear this. PG and I are driving down to Florida today, staying at Mirasol for a few weeks. Why don't you and Michael come down next weekend for some golf? You can tell Povich to fill the foursome. Shabbat Shalom regards DJ. <laughs> it's just tremendous. It's just tremendous how he's become part of the show. All right, so we're going we're gonna to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because the tournament consequentially begins on Thursday. Don't, don't tell me about these first-round things. It's not the first rounds, play-in games. Don't tell me about them. Just figure it out on your own. But we'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll do some brackets. Wilbon apparently is not ready to do a bracket, so he just wants to talk. But he'll eventually submit a bracket. We'll figure it out, uh, and we'll start with that. Today And I know that there are some people who skip all three shows because they just don't like it. But I'm going to talk a little bit here and there. Um, I just want to say that in the 20015, and before we bring on Chris Eliza, in the 20015, we're done with snow now. We had about two to three inches of snow on Saturday that fell on grassy areas and decks. But where I live and where Michael lives and where Nigel lives... Nothing fell and nothing stayed on the sidewalks or the streets. Right. Thank you, Sun Angle. Right, <laughs> yes. right. And now it's now it's going to be gone <clears throat> by tomorrow. Yeah. And it is not an impediment to your life on any level. And I think that we are done with snow. I'm not saying we're done with cold because it's cold in the and mornings the wind was and the bigger, dark. The wind was the bigger worry. Yeah, but it was you know. But we're done with snow now. I We've had so. snows in in the two hundred one five. We had snows in December and March. We didn't have snows in January and February. We just had brutally cold weather. Yeah, but we didn't have snows. And now we're now I we're done, right, Michael? We're done. Yeah, be- beautiful two week uh, two week outlook. Yeah. Now it does that doesn't mean there won't be something. And I use this as an example every year. I went to an opening day. I'm not sure if it was at Camden Yards or Memorial Stadium. It was like April 1st or April 2nd, 20, 30 years ago, whenever it was. And it snowed. And they had to stop the game for a half hour or so. And then they resumed the game. And all the snow was gone by the end of the game. It's a day game in Baltimore, and it snowed. And those things happen. But in terms of, oh, I got a shovel, that's gone. Yeah, I had to shovel yesterday. I had to shovel a deck so that I could cook. I could walk out on the deck without fear of slipping and killing myself. But it's we're done with that. Now, Chris lives in in Virginia, which is a different zip code. Are you are you convinced you're done with the snow as well where you are, or you're out in the wilds? Maybe you'll get. We more better snow. be. We better be. I'm, because... I'm I'm done with it. I don't know if it's the snow is done with me. But right. I can't. I can't take it. I, I I was in Richmond this weekend for a soccer tournament. Yes, they played a soccer yeah. tournament in this weather, and it was wow. just miserable. So I, I'm ready for it to start getting a little warmer. You want to know where else it was miserable on um, on Saturday? It was miserable at TPC Sawgrass. <laughs> just ask Kepka. Man, Kepka was laughing when he dunked the second Still one in the water. Still teed off on 17. He's laughing. <laughs> he says, we shouldn't be playing in this. And it was, 
Real cold yesterday. It wasn't that cold that day, but the wind was terrible. Anyway, all right, let's, let's do what we're supposed to do, which is do the brackets. The bracket that I have starts out top right is south. Under that is Midwest. Uh, on the left-hand side is west and east. So we, we ask the same thing all the time, even of Bob Ryan, who pays no attention. <laughs> Are there any upsets? Let's start in the top right with the south, where Arizona is the number one seed. Are there any upsets to you in the first round? Well, first of all, let me say thank you for saving the best for first. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, as usual. Uh, I, uh, my goal this year is to be Phil's mom, as usual. I uh, I think I'll come close Phil's to the mom bottom. not going to, not going to be she's going to submit a bracket but not we hope she submits a bracket yes. or Phil will submit a bracket but she's not going to be on the show this year but it's always a good goal to try and beat Phil's mom that's yes. that's my goal okay so uh, let's see in the south I have UAB over Houston UAB over you really because Houston's pretty good they are good I gotta look Tony I gotta do something different. Right, like okay. I, I've come close to last almost every year. I gotta, I gotta right. shake things up. I don't know. Your consistency is admirable. That's you know, to me. true. That is true. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm solidly last. Uh, okay, I UAB have, over Houston. I have Michigan over Colorado State. Yeah, I don't. I will say that I'm going to take the Jay Billis position on this. That I don't understand how a team that competes in the Big Ten is not the favorite over Colorado State, you know, that has yep. a credible record in the Big Ten. Go ahead. Now, I know Michigan had a lot of problems. Obviously, they finished really poorly, lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, uh, tournament uh, Juwan Howard, the whole punching thing. But, but I, I, I yep. just think they have a decent amount of talent. Okay. Uh, give me Loyola of Chicago over Ohio State. I like that one. I think a lot of people do. Okay, yeah. and then you're going to fill it out. You're going to have Villanova over Delaware. Yeah, so correct. take us into the 16. Take us into okay, the 16. Okay, so then I have, uh, let's see, I have, uh, I have Arizona, mm-hmm. Illinois, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and Nova. So that's chalk, So I you think. have chalk. You have yeah. chalk. Yeah, yeah, absolute chalk. Yep. Okay, take us into the eight. Uh, then I have Arizona and Nova, and I have Arizona in the final four. So, you know, when you say you have to do upsets, you have no upsets. Yeah, that's right. After the first that's round. like I said, I have, you have to do upsets. I nailed it. Yeah, you have yeah. no upsets <laughs> after the first round. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Kansas region. Upsets uh, in the first. Okay, let's see. I have Creighton. I think I'm saying that right. Creighton over San mm-hmm. Diego State. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. I have Iowa State over LSU, which I know Iowa State was one of the last teams in, but I, I, uh, I again, I want to pick some oddities. Well, I mean, in that particular case, a lot of people will do that because they fired the coach at LSU, yes, and it's a complete finally. mess. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, and I have Miami over USC. I watched Miami play in the ACC tournament, so that, that's my, uh, that's my uh, justification for picking them. So you don't have Colgate beating Wisconsin, even though Howard Feynman thinks they got a real shot. On Colgate? Not, no, not anymore. Okay, Are you sure? Take us into the okay. sixteen. Take us into the sixteen. Okay. I have Kansas and Iowa. By the way, the Kansas Creighton game, if that happens, that's neighboring states, right? Yeah. That's yep. Nebraska and yep. Kansas. Nebraska that's Kansas. that's going to yep. be. I'm not saying Creighton's going to win that game. I think that's going to be a game to be fun to watch. Okay, you got uh, Iowa Providence. You got. Greg McDermott, Greg McDermott deserves a ton of credit. I, I, you know, having watched yeah, Georgetown lose job. to every team in the Big East, Creighton's good this year. <laughs> the, I mean, I yeah. think Kansas is better, yeah. but I think that'd be a good game. I have Kansas yeah. and Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then continuing with my strong Iowa performance, I have Iowa State and Auburn. Okay. And then, so that's an upset. Now get us to the eight. I get us Auburn to the four. Auburn Kansas. Yeah. Auburn. You like Auburn, huh? Okay. I do, and then I'm going to put Auburn in the Final Four because I love I love Bruce Pearl. He's clean as a whistle. No, he's not. But okay, what? he's a great what do talker. You say? What? He's... I don't. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go to the West, where Gonzaga is the overall number one, and that's yes. why they're in the West. And Arizona was moved. Okay, who so got in the first round? I have Memphis because I still love Penny Hardaway. So that's a nine over an eight. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have Vermont. Because why not, right? They won one of the toughest conferences in the country. Well, let's not go nuts, but, you what? Know. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. 
I have Davidson. I know I think this is going to be a popular pick, but I have Davidson over Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And that's it for upsets. So you have Alabama beating Rutgers, Notre Dame, whoever gets that. I do, yeah. I, I, I wound up just picking the – I know that that's one of those games, but I, I watched – I think that that's fine. Okay, take us to the uh, eight. Gonzaga, UConn. Uh, Texas mm-hmm. Tech, Davidson. I have Davidson beating Duke. Really? That's interesting. They couldn't I, beat I Richmond. Think, I, I, that, that, but you have them beating Duke. Bob McKillop, yeah. like all, all those threes they take, I, I think. Yeah. I, I, I just think it's a possibility. And, and, and I'm trying okay. to pick some upsets. Man, I, I, I respect that. Go ahead. Who's uh, Gonzaga, uh, UConn? I have UConn, Davidson, and then UConn in the Final Four. You I have like UConn beating Gonzaga. Yes. I like that. And game. are you doing this are you doing this just because you were born and raised in Connecticut? Yeah, I need a team to root for. They're in the Big East. Okay. I like Danny Hurley. Okay. Um right. and I'm trying to pick upsets and I think Gonzaga with the exception of last year, Gonzaga or a couple of years ago, Gonzaga doesn't perform as well in the tournament as you might think. Last year. Um, last year they got to the final four. Yes. Um, they got to the final game last year and yep. got killed. Got killed now, by Baylor. Killed. That was barely a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, it's just to have a team to root for, honestly. Okay. Okay. Let's I'd go like to the to Baylor region. There's some sort of you know analytics here. Sorry, Wilbon, but there really isn't. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> let's go to the, the Baylor region. Uh, let's see. I have. I'm looking to see upsets. Virginia Tech over Texas, which I think is going to be a, a popular one. Mm-hmm. After they won the ACC tournament, I have San Fran over uh, Murray State. That's it for that. I don't know how. I mean, Murray State got that seeding because of their record, because they're yep. thirty and two. But yep. you know, you don't. Well, San Francisco really is, sure. uh, I believe, in the Gonzaga. Um, uh, I think they're in the West Coast Conference or whatever the the one that Gonzaga's in. I don't think the one with St. Mary's. Yeah, no, the I one think that's Mary's. right. So you didn't pick Marquette over North Carolina, which I thought you might. Marquette, I you might. no. I like, yeah. uh, I like UNC there. I, I think that they're okay. pretty good. I, I watched them play. I, I, I mean, I've seen Marquette play. I think Shaka Smart's doing a really good job there. I, again, mm-hmm. I've seen all these teams beat Georgetown if they're in the Big East. So, yes. uh, yeah. you know, they're, not, they're, they're pretty good, but I like UNC there. All right, give us the eight. Take uh, us to the I eight. I have Baylor and UCLA. Mm-hmm. Purdue and Kentucky. And? And I have UCLA and Kentucky in the eight, and then Kentucky in the final four. So you like UCLA at this point. I do. So that I must, do. Mean, um, Johnny that must mean you like Arizona. Finally. He, he has yeah. been hurt on and off throughout the year, but he is healthy. I thought they played well. I think Arizona's really, really good. More on that in a minute. Um, but I watched the okay. Pac-12 championship game, and I, I thought UCLA played pretty well. But and, and okay. they've been there before. They're, you know, they're Tiger Campbell and uh, Juzang. You know, a lot of their starters are back from from uh, the run they made last year. UConn, Kentucky. Who you got? Give me UConn. And Arizona, Auburn. Give me Arizona. And who wins for you? Arizona. I think they're the best. I think they are underrated because they're on the West Coast. I think that we don't pay enough attention to them. I think they're I think they're thirty two and two or thirty two and three. They have some ridiculous record in a you know decently thirty one and um, three. Yeah, pretty 31 good. Thirty one and three. Pretty good. Hmm. I like them. I think people aren't talking about them because they're not East Coast. If they if if Duke was thirty one and three, we'd be talking a lot more about about a team that's thirty one and three. I'm not going to argue with that, but what I'm also going to say is that the in recent years, 10 years maybe, those Pac-12 teams stink. I know. They don't do anything. I know, so but that their record, I'm hoping this is new leadership. Obviously, Arizona got rid of its coach, so I'm hoping this is new leadership and there's a change. And I've never picked them before. I, yeah. Now, UCLA again, got to the reminder, Final Four last year. I come year. in last they almost did. every single year. So if you're smart, you bet against everything I just said. Just pick <laughs> the exact opposite of what I just did, and you'll be in pretty well, good shape. I'm just going to take a flyer on this and suggest that nobody will pick UConn to the Final Four. 
other than you. There you, you go. You're the Nobody one. Nobody but one. You're the one. Yeah, and now, I thought you had picked the women's UConn team, sure, but not the men's. <laughs> I thought you had told me last night that you had DeVry over the University of Phoenix in the finals, yeah. Chris. Yes, so. I do. I, Grand Canyon State University. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I looked and I looked, but Georgetown was not on my bracket. I'm not sure if I no. got a typo of some sort. It just didn't, <laughs> they didn't name them. So, good thing is Ewing's coming back. Anyway, I, I tried to do the exact opposite of what my intuition told me to do on every one of these picks. So, I feel like that's probably my best bet. Arizona is going to be a very popular choice. Arizona and Gonzaga will be the most popular choices. Thank you, Chris. Talk Thank soon. Thank you. Have a great week. I Chris. love Bracket Week, just for the record. Good. Michael yeah. hates it. Right? You hate it. didn't say I hate it. You don't really like it. I, I don't love bracket week. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's only bracket three days. Labor over first round upsets. Yeah. Okie dokie. Crystal is a boys and girls. We will come back. Michael Wilbon will join us, though I don't think he has a bracket yet, though he might. Yeah. He might. Michael Wilbon, when we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The other day, we had a song by Mike Stocksdale, who's a singer and a songwriter. And he was tremendous. And apparently a great three-point shooter as well. Yeah. He writes, a friend on my men's league basketball team asked me about my music, so I sent it his way. Today, he texted, said, I had to submit it to your show. I confess, never listened to the podcast, but he turned me on to it. And I love how it feels like an old-school radio DJ is running the place. This is a song called Known Better. And it's wonderful. It and he's is. playing in Michael Wilbon. So normally Wilbon would do brackets, but you you are not prepared to do brackets. Do I understand no. this correctly? Oh. You're not. No, no, there's no preparing to do brackets when you you know get off a train and get home at uh, yeah. you know one o'clock in the morning. Um, and in my case, by the time I you know just got a little bite to eat and got to bed, it was two two forty or something like that, two thirty. Mm. So, no, I would have had to have been up an hour and a half ago doing brackets. No, brackets. that's okay. It's not but like you'll submit one. On when I kept, kept up with college basketball so closely, that all I needed to see were the lines of the bracket. It's right. not those days anymore. I, I don't know these teams. I, don't, I know very few teams outside the Big Ten and maybe the ACC, SEC. I, I don't know these teams. They don't have a real bracket. So I will, in order to get the bracket done for the show today, I, I've got I got a problem because I got an appointment, doctor's appointment. I got stuff this morning um, that I have to do, and so I need I need a couple of hours to do a bracket, and I don't have a couple of hours. So all right, so you'll I, you sub- know, submit one down the road. You'll just write one down the road. You don't have to do it now. We don't have to do this now. But I will I will say something that I'm sure you will echo. I watched, uh, you know, well, you were watching the NBA because they were paying you to do that, but I was watching college basketball and golf, and I will concede that that's well, what I, I did, and I would three. check in. I was watching all three. Yeah, I would, I would check in here and there, check into um, this game or that game or the other game or something like that. But I normally, and this will be a question I'm sure on PTI, and I will not be able to answer it, when they say, well, is there any team you think got hosed on this? And I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know, because like you, I haven't paid all that much attention. And my feeling is, if you're putting in 68 teams, shut up already with some seventh-place team from a major conference that got hosed, or a second-place team from a one-bid league. I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't feel your pain. Do you agree on that? Well, I can't feel the pain because I don't, like I used to for, I don't know. Okay, all right, this is... How many years have I followed this this closely? I've followed it now for 45 years, fanatically, yeah. all right? Yeah. But that means there were teams that I watched a couple of times in November, saw them again in December, saw them late night in January once or February a second time, and I thought they got hosed because they did. 
because I paid attention, that kind of attention, yes, to yes. the entire season of college basketball. I don't. I check in. I'll watch a big game late at night, St. Mary's and BYU if they play Gonzaga. Arizona, I'll watch that. But I'm not watching every night like I did since I was 12. I mean, I started watching 12, 13 years old college basketball, and I didn't let go of it. And now, Tom, because we don't even know, no one stays long enough to even, I don't know, make it sort of irresistible to know who the teams are. I just check in. I watch big games. Yes, I watch Duke, North Carolina. But, you know, I used to watch the ACC teams. I would see all the top six or seven teams in the conference I see ten times on television. Not to mention several in person in my case. I will say something now. You, You have to be old. Wilbon will appreciate this. And anybody in the audience who is old. Because this is now going back to when people stayed at least three years and often stayed four years. I mean, let's understand something, that when LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it's because he's got four extra years in the pros on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who was not allowed to go. Now, do I think it was better then? Well, I think college basketball was better then, but it denied people a right to make a living. You know, so, but let me get to this. I used to watch the ACC and the Big East so much that I could tell you when Chris Corciani got a haircut. Am I right, Wilbon? I could tell you that at NC State. I said, whoa, Chris Corciani got a haircut. That's all gone now for people like me. I, so, because they don't stay. I don't have a sense of team. You feel the same way, right? That's it. That's so, I don't have a sense of team. So therefore, yeah. last night, when the bracket show starts, 50% of it, I'm going, what? Who? What? What? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Don't, I don't even know the teams that I know. And so, you know, part of it, I'd like to have been home. I was taking the Acela very late because, I, because Matthew watches more college basketball than I do because this, this is his age. It's his time to watch That's this. right. That's so right. he watches much more of it. And I would have said to him, who's that? And, you know, 50% of the time he would have known. He watches a mix of college and pro basketball. And now I'm watching 75% to 80% NBA basketball. So, yeah, I got to sit down after I watch. I got to watch something today to be able to do PTI. I got to watch a replay of of a bracket show so that I even understand who the hell's in the tournament. So I'm not, this is I'm not going to do yeah. that on my own. This is going to lead into something that Wilbon and I totally understand because of the profession that we had for many, many, many years, which is breaking news. We understand how this works. I was watching the ESPN bracket show, which had Lafonso Ellis and Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg and Reese Davis. And all of a sudden, at the bottom, and you got to understand the television, if you've seen the show, the television was very crowded because they were doing a run of who was going to play, you know, first round games. So there was stuff. It wasn't just watching them. There was visual stuff on the screen, visual stuff on the screen, constantly running. So you have to pay attention to what's going on. And then all of a sudden, something goes in red. Red is different than these other colors. And it says breaking news. And when you're not on CNN, when you're on a sports station, breaking news is sports, kids. It's sports. And you pay attention. And it said Tom Brady returning to Tampa Bay. And I just sat there and silently said to myself, what? What? And then, then, you know, Reese Davis paid attention to a little bit. Just attention to it, but they didn't get all, and they shouldn't have gotten off the bracket show, but they should have. There should have been another ESPN network that put that on immediately because it's the lead story in every sports section in the country. Tom Brady coming back, and you, uh, we saw it at the same time. You were far angrier than I, right? Far angrier. Yeah. I, 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 yesterday was a holy day. I mean, historically, 
and it wasn't it wasn't a holy day for me anymore because again, I just explained, I'm not paying attention yep. like I used to. Selection Sunday is a holy day, and I, you know, Tom Brady, I, I like I'd like if. <laughs> I mean, seriously, my first instinct would just be to slap Tom Brady, to slap the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't want Tom Brady interfering, especially in the universe we live in now, which this network, our network, our employer, would rather slobber over any little factoid about the NFL than cover anything else. That's right, because so that's where Tom the money is. news was going to commandeer the attention and I, I don't it, care it, about yeah. Tom Brady. I don't. I do not care. Is he the greatest? Yes. Do I even do I argue that? No. There's no argument. This is about how good Tom Brady is. This is about Tom Brady interfering with Christmas Day. So I was angry. Yes, I'm still angry. Yes. So I looked at it, and my first reaction, and I got a few texts about it. My first reaction was, as I said many times on television, I don't even know why he retired. He just, at 44 years old, led the league in yardage and touchdowns. I didn't understand why he retired, but, and I have to say this, I have to admit this, I thought when he retired he was done. And I said that. I said, if he's come to this conclusion, then he's done. So I am surprised by this because I thought he was done. Did you? I did. I don't know. I didn't ponder it. I didn't ponder it. I, but I will tell you what I hear. I will tell you the sanitized version of what I hear, because I told you this in text last night. That's right. In the unsanitized this, version. Here's what I hear. I hear the same conversation as if it was I was on a text chain with my guys, my best friends. And somebody said that he had to go to the cardiologist. To today, and he shouldn't play golf. I'd say, why do you go to the cardiologist? And what I'd hear is, my wife is making me go to the cardiologist. I got to go to the doctor. My wife's making me go. I don't want to go, but I got to go. So I will go. I will do this thing, but I don't really want to do it. Tom Brady didn't want to retire. All the stuff we heard from Tom Brady was he was, was going to spend more time with his family. You and I, no, no, we have heard spend time with my family. How many decades have we been laughing out loud? You and I, we have said to players that we know and we don't know Tom Brady. We have said to people, "You're gonna do what? What are you gonna do?" They don't don't even want to be with their families. They, they, they don't want to hear their wives jump them. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So I go, sometimes, all right, okay. Tony, I'm doing that this morning. I got an appointment at 10 o'clock. I got to go because my wife set it up. Mm. Giselle said to Tom Brady at some point, enough, enough of this. Spend some time with your family. And he's like, all right, uh, okay, all right, I'm going to retire. Yeah. No. Then he look, looks at his family and goes, no. which one are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, they can't do it. You know can't do it. You happened. spent your life. You spent your life in a regular routine away from everybody so that you could be the best player in the world. Ask Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Ask okay, him. But, but, can't do but, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jordan, in Jordan's case, that definitely wasn't the reason. When you do something like this, Jordan spent 18 months in retirement. He went and did something else. And I can say definitively, having known Michael Jordan as well as I do now for the last 35 years, that he decided to do this. And, you know, he had his reasons, and it had nothing to do with what I just said. But so when I walk in at 1 o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, Cheryl says, why did Tom Brady unretire? And I pointed at her. And I said, because of you people. <laughs> <laughs> you people. Giselle yeah, just... is why he retired. And she said, really? You have the nerve. <laughs> Sounds like Lee Smith, Tony. You have the nerve yeah. to walk in here at 1 o'clock in the morning and say that Tom Brady unretired. 
because he came to some conclusion. I said, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm going to say it to Tony in the morning on his podcast, and I'm going to say it on ESPN. I don't care who gets angry or tweets. I don't care. Tom Brady didn't want to retire. He retired because he got pressured into it. Because, and this is understandable, this is what happened in families. You know this. We know guys who do this. This, I don't know, Tom, I've never had, just, it's the opposite of the Michael Jordan situation. I have no relationship with Tom Brady. I never had a private conversation with him. Never. Yet, I firmly believe that the conversation went down in Tom Brady's house, like it would go down in your house or my house. And Brady said, you know, it's time for me to stop being selfish. You know, I'm gone all the time. It's time for me to do something else and stay home and make my family happy. And then he woke up four or five mornings in a row in the last three weeks, and he said, what? What am I doing? I don't want to retire. So this is my take on what happened. Every woman who hears this will say, Will Bond is being a you-know-what. Okay, fine. Believe that. But that's what I believe because I, we've all, anybody who's married a long time has had this happen. By the way, I'm not saying it's unreasonable. You know what I'm saying, Tom? I'm not saying that yeah. this dynamic that happens in a family where people look at, I, I have this now. It's 42 years. Matthew says, really? You got to go to that again? You're going to that? In his case, because he's a boy, a male child who's a lunatic sports fan, he'll say, well, okay, can I go with you? But when I say no, then it becomes, really, you can do that again? That's what mm-hmm. Tom Brady faced. And so now yeah. he's back doing what he always wanted to do, which is play. It's what he wants to do. It's what That's he right. wants to do. All right. I'll see you later. I'll All see right, you Tom. later. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls. We'll take a break. Um... Who do we have? Barry's Verluga? Barry's Verluga. Barry's Verluga will pick brackets. He will actually pick brackets, I believe. When we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Mike Stocksdale. This is a song called So Far Down. Michael, if people want to submit their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at TonyCornizerShow.com. This guy's really good. Yeah, he is. Yeah. At the end of the show, listen to him. Don't listen to us. <laughs> listen to him. He plays in Barry's Verluga. Barry was at the ACC tournament where... Um, he's, you've watched your school. You've watched Duke the last couple of weeks get beat badly. By teams that I did not think would beat them, and that consequentially, I don't think Duke is going to win the national championship. They don't. They don't look like a good team. Am I wrong on that? No, I think you're. I think you're right. They've got like when you look at their parts and They're you just players. see them physically, yeah. you're like, wow, this should be a really good team. And and um, yeah. something's not not clicking, particularly defensively. Um, yeah, not. Not an impressive performance by Virginia uh, against Virginia Tech, but a very impressive performance by Virginia Tech, um, who looked like a fun team and a, a, a team that you might want to ride a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is the, is the ACC – this is the part I don't know because I haven't watched enough. Is the ACC down this year? Is is the Pac-12 good this year? Um you know, Arizona, I don't know anything about Arizona. I mean, I really honestly don't. I watched a bunch of people yesterday on a television show, on the ESPN show. All four people who get paid to do this picked either Arizona or Gonzaga to win. And those are West Coast teams that I haven't seen. Do you know anything about them? I don't know anything about anything, Tony. I was going to say, I was prefaced this whole exercise by saying, I bet I watched, and the Olympics were a big factor in this, I bet I watched yeah. less 
college basketball this year than I have. I mean, it's possible in my lifetime. Um, That's what so Wilbon just said. Yeah. They yeah, might just I, said the know, same thing. Well, it's a, it's a, there's an equation. There's a reason if Michael Wilbon and I are, are both watching less college basketball than ever, that's got to be some reflection on, on the product. Um, it's, it's not quite as interesting. It doesn't mean there aren't great games and there won't be great games and I won't be riveted this weekend, but I, I, I don't yeah. know the answer to the questions. And I, it, you know, I never fill out a bracket on a, on a Monday morning. I usually wait until Wednesday and this thing, I mean, we'll go through it. I, I, I don't know that I will believe anything I'm about to tell you. And the overarching philosophies of like, I normally go into, okay, I believe like the big 10 is strong this year. I believe the ACC is down and I do believe the ACC is down. Um, I don't know that that guided any, anything. It feels like a year where maybe there are a lot of pretty good teams. So therefore there are a lot of candidates that could go on what would be seen as an unexpected run. But I'm surprised that there's consensus in like an Arizona or a Gonzaga yeah. because I don't feel like there's, you know, okay, we've identified that team as like the, the great team or these three teams as the really great teams this year. I don't, I don't think there's a great team out there, but maybe I'm wrong because I haven't watched. All right, let's, let's go. Let's start with the South, the Arizona region. Give me any upsets in the first round. Well, one other thing I would say is I think there are ways to pick upsets that are not upsets by seed and and um yeah. by picking against what you think the field will do so i think i only have one quote upset in the first round and that's loyola uh, chicago over ohio state but in saying that i think a lot of people are going to take michigan over colorado state just by a brand name thing i think people will take tcu over seton hall because um oh that i can pick a nine over an eight and that's very savvy so i'm going against the grain and only picking uh the one upset in the first round Okay, then take us to the uh, to the last four teams in this region. So I, I go Arizona over Seton Hall, Houston mm-hmm. over Illinois over. Only I did I did stew on that one a little bit. Um, and again, I think that's a little bit of a counterintuitive one. I, I think people will take Illinois. Um, I'll take Tennessee over Colorado State, and I'll take Big East champ Villanova over uh, Loyola. So I, I have it's very chalky. Um, <clears throat> Yep. In yep. one, two, three, five, I'll take Arizona over Houston, Tennessee over Villanova, uh, and then the, the counterintuitive Tennessee uh, into the Final Four um, over over Arizona. The pick that you said most of ESPN took. So here's here's the other thing that I will say. I watched a little bit of a lot of games this weekend. Not enough to be smart, but Tennessee was the best team I saw. They're the best team I saw this weekend. I mean, I don't know what that means after four days of sitting around doing nothing, but Tennessee was the best team I saw. So I think if you want to go to what was the best conference all year, Tennessee just won the tournament of the conference that was the best and the deepest um, all year and, and did it, you know, beating Kentucky along the way. Um, yeah. They, yeah, and, and, and you know Auburn has been ranked at near the top of the polls the whole year. That that's a very very this SEC is the is the best conference. So if you want to hang your hat on on that philosophy, then I don't think Tennessee over Arizona is a crazy pick at all. No. All right, give me the Midwest. Any upsets at all? Yeah, I have Creighton in the nine eight game over San Diego State. I don't even really think that that's a, a much of an upset. I have. Iowa State over LSU, mostly because LSU just fired its coach on Saturday um, in an NCAA scandal. And I'll do a a small ACC bias, even though I think the ACC is down and taking Miami over uh, over Southern Cal in the 10-7 game. You have to ask yourself, what took LSU so long? I mean, come on. It's crazy. Come on. It's crazy. I mean, those are the rules at the time, and and it's been – Four years, I think, since these allegations came out that he said he made a strong blank offer, like blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, crazy. So I'll just interject this, and then we'll get back to it. This guy's losing his job for something that is legal now. He can walk into a recruit's house and open up a checkbook. You can do this now. He's losing his job because it wasn't legal then, but I think that's important. It wasn't legal then. Okay, so, uh, take us into the round of eight in this region. So I'll go Kansas over Creighton, 
Um, and I ended up, oh, I'm sorry. I took uh, Richmond over Iowa as well so in the 12. So I ended up with oh, okay. 12. I'm sorry about that. I took, uh, I have a 12-13 matchup, which is really where, you know, you get excited about picking up sets until you're like, oh, my gosh, that means I have to take a 12 or a 13 into the Sweet 16. So I'm going hardcore upset with San Diego State into the Sweet 16 over Richmond. Um, I have Wisconsin. South Dakota then, State. South Dakota State. South Dakota State. <laughs> right, I wrote SD Not State. even San Diego State. Yeah, okay. so I, don't, I literally know nothing about what I'm talking about. Um, and then I, I'm going to go Miami over Auburn because I do feel like it's a year where, you know, some twos, some high seeds are not going to advance um, just because of the that lots of good teams, no great teams um, philosophy. So I have Miami over Auburn, uh, a 10 seed into the Sweet 16. And then to finish off that, that part of the bracket, um, I'll take Kansas over South Dakota State. Uh, I will take Miami, the 10 seed over Wisconsin. I just don't, I don't feel like Wisconsin's that great. And um, Kansas uh, chalk, chalk, chalk into the, uh, into the final four. That's fine. I mean, all of that is fine. I don't, I, I, I think that I mean, you and I are aligned in this regard. Do I think that maybe Gonzaga could win this year because they haven't won before and they got pro players and they're pretty good, even though I used to pick against them all the time? Yeah, I do. But there's going to be, I can give you a list of 20 teams that if any one of them wins, I'm not going to be particularly surprised. And I don't know that I've ever said that before. I don't know that. That that makes tons of sense to me. Yeah, tons of sense. Yeah. Let's go to the West, the Gonzaga one. Give me what you got. Uh, I believe, unless I'm misreading this, this is another one where I, I feel like there are people who are going to pick upsets for the sake of picking upsets. And the only one I have in the first round is Vermont over Arkansas, um, which goes directly against the, well, the SEC is the strongest conference, so why don't you pick them? But I, you know, I, I love um, the idea that a tiny school from the middle of nowhere in New England uh, would beat a very strong team from a strong conference. And I'm, I don't see, I think another one that people will pick is Davidson over Michigan State. I'm not going to do that. Yep. I, I really, I would love to see um, Izzo versus Krzyzewski in the, in the second round. So that's... Um, that's all I have there. I've said this a million times because Binghamton is in the America East and we play Vermont twice a year and we get beat by 35 points each time. Vermont went through the America East. It, it was a joke. They beat Binghamton in the semifinals by 32 and beat UMBC by 40 in the finals. Vermont has won games in the NCAA tournament. Vermont's an actual basketball program. They are. I don't know that oh. they can beat Arkansas, but they're an actual basketball program. So, well, okay, right. so we'll what follow that through then. Yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll take Gonzaga over, over Boise State. Um, I do think a lot of people will take Penny Hardaway and Memphis over Boise State in the first yes, round. but I'll, I agree. I'll take Boise. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, I, I am taking Vermont, the Catamounts, over UConn. Um, and, you know, you got to pick some, some sort of craziness uh, if you think the overall tournament is going to be crazy. So, I went with exactly what you said. This isn't, you know, some random team that um, no. is a one-off and, and hasn't been here before. Vermont is a, a program. It dominates that league. Um, doesn't yep. mean they're going to win these two games, but I've got them winning two games. Uh, okay. Then I have Alabama uh, over Texas Tech. And it, this is against my um, better intuition of what I just saw Um in, in New York at the ACC tournament, but I, I am going to take Duke over, over Michigan State. And that's, I was ready to pick against Duke in the, to not get to the Sweet 16. Um, I, I think the whole Krzyzewski's last season has ended up being a burden on these kids, and, and it's a, a hard thing. They've got really good pieces, um, but they're just, as we said, just not, not a good team. cohesive. Yeah, exactly. Not a good team. But I don't think this is. A, a good version of of Michigan State either, so I kind of almost reluctantly take Duke into the Sweet okay. Sixteen there. And then you have um, Gonzaga. I have Gonzaga over Vermont. I can't pull the trigger on on the Catamounts right. over you know right. maybe the best team right. in the country. And then I do have mm-hmm. Alabama over over Duke. I just and that's I do believe in in Nate Oates, the the Alabama coach. I think he's one of the better younger coaches in the in the country. Um, but it's more a pick against Duke. I, I, I don't feel like, okay. as we've discussed, that this is one of those teams. And so Krzyzewski's last game, uh, in my mind, will be in the Sweet 16. Okay, and then Gonzaga, Alabama. I assume you have Gonzaga. I don't. I have Alabama. Um, oh, and that's, okay. that's, again, 
you know, leaning on if if you're gonna kind of have the chaos theory, you got to create the chaos somewhere. Yep. Um, now this could That's well fair. be the year that Gonzaga wins it all, but they haven't before. And last year, they maybe they had their best team ever, right? Uh, undefeated team, and couldn't yes. win it in the in the That's right. national title game. So I'll uh, I'll go with Alabama uh, into the Final Four there. Okay, give us the East. In the East, uh, my now here's one thing I would also say is I really want to pick one of these first four teams from major conferences to get through because it happens. It, it, UCLA did it last year, um, but right. in order to do that on on Monday morning, you, you effectively have to pick two games correctly, and and that's that's hard to do. So I was looking at that Wyoming Indiana game, saying man, I'd love to pick one of those two teams to beat St. Mary's, and I couldn't pull the trigger. So the only okay. – uh, I think a lot of people will take San Francisco over Murray State. I'm not going to do that. I take Virginia Tech over Texas because I'm completely biased and just want to watch the Hokies you know, roll – basically blow through the ACC tournament um, did. after an they overtime did. game to start. So I'll, uh, I'll put some money on – or I'll put, put some backing behind them. And then – um, here's where this is my real chaos, uh, quadrant here. One, my real chaos region, because I'm going to take against my better judgment, Carolina over Baylor and any Carolina fan, um, would say, what are you talking about? This is an awful version of, of our program. And we're not even sure if we believe in Hubert Davis, uh, as a head coach, although, Beating Chashevsky in Cameron uh, did mm-hmm. a lot Big for deal. his momentum. Um, yep. And then I have St. Mary's over UCLA. So I was ready to pick against St. Mary's in the first round, and now I have them in the Sweet 16. Uh, yeah. Showing my overall philosophy has no guiding uh, light. Um, I take <laughs> Purdue over Virginia Tech. And here's the other one. I'm going to take Murray State, um, which I think has lost two games all year, uh, and take them over the Wildcats from their home state of Kentucky, um, which I don't this think is, a lot of people yeah. have. This is something that's important. Murray State's in Kentucky. This is like when Loyola of Chicago gets to play, you know, a team from the Midwest, from Illinois or something like that. Murray State's going to do everything it can to beat Kentucky, and Kentucky's not that good. Kentucky's just like Duke. They got a lot of guys. Right. They're not a good team. They're not a good team. All right, go ahead. and that's take yeah, and, and that's totally the philosophy and why to take it that way. But then that leaves yeah. you with, you know, if you if you do all that stuff, you're left with Carolina against St. Mary's and Purdue against Murray State, and you're like, oh my gosh, do mm-hmm. I believe in any of these teams? So I'm going to take Carolina right. uh, a year further and have an eight seed seeded Carolina team in the Elite Eight, and I'll take Purdue over Murray State just because I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to take that Cinderella um, that long. And then it, you're left with Carolina and Purdue, two flawed teams yeah. from tradition-rich programs. Um, and I'll, I'll put Purdue into the Final Four because I feel like that, that's just a straight-up Big Ten was better than the ACC this year, which doesn't mean anything in a given game, but that's, that's why I'm doing it. All right, Purdue-Alabama. <clears throat> I have Alabama into the national title game, which it, when I started this process this morning, I wasn't thinking – Oh, I definitely think Alabama will go to the national title game, and then you know you you fill these things out. Somebody's got to win, and I'll take Kansas over Tennessee, and I do kind of believe that. Um, I, 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 you know, Bill Self gets criticized by his own fans for for you know even though he's won a national title there, not getting the most out of uh, teams that you know he's a one seed a million times. He's a one seed again. I think he's a good coach. Um, you got to pick somebody. Uh, and it, for the national title, I'll take the Jayhawks over over the Crimson Tide. So, um, so mm-hmm. in a in a year when I think that chaos should rule the bracket, um, I, I counterintuitively end up with a one seed winning it, winning it. But I would argue it's probably not the one seed that most people will pick. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I agree with all of everything that you've said. You know that uh, that. There's no sense of confidence you can have in any team. No real sense of confidence. If you've paid attention, you've seen them all lose, and they haven't lost once. They've lost two and three and four times, right? I mean, so you you see their flaws. You see their flaws. Somebody's going to have to win. Yeah. Well, it would be nice nice if we're talking headed into the Final Four after the first two weeks about, you know, four teams that – that didn't advance because 
the other team's flaws were so obvious, but you, you, you discover something about, and it could be you discovered about Gonzaga or Arizona, you know, who, who are the favorites going into it. Um, but, you know, maybe it is a Duke team that, that puts its pieces together and in Krzyzewski's last year makes, makes a real run. Or maybe it is, um, like I'm predicting, Kansas uh, in, in, you know, probably not one of Bill Self's best teams, but gets one of his best results. Um, yeah. it, I don't know much about many of these teams, but that doesn't mean I'm not super excited to get it started on, on really started on, on Thursday. It should be, it's always fun. I agree with you. What the, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And there's no great team out there. The team that wins, you may think is great because of the way they won six games, but there's no great team out there. Uh, thanks, Barry. Talk during the tournament. Thank you. Thank you. Pre- appreciate it, Tony. Thanks a lot. Barry's Verluga, boys and girls. Wonderful columnist at the Washington Post. We'll take a break and we will do email and jingle when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Towel. I just feel like I've been submerged in a pool for an hour and a half. Jeremy Vint, I love that. Do the Bethesda Bagels here. Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. We've got the bagel sandwiches today. We love Mondays for that. Yeah, all you need to do is go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you, then pop on in, and you'll be thrilled. That's it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, well, do you want to dance and hold my hand? Tell me I'm your lover man. Baby, do you want to dance? Do you want to dance? Make romance. Squeeze me all through the night. Baby, do you want to dance? That was a fast song by Bobby Freeman and a slow song by a whole bunch of people, including the Mamas and the Papas. And you can do it either way, and it works. Thanks to our guests today, Michael Wilbon, Chris Eliza, Barry's Verluga. Thanks to our sponsors, X-Chair Indochino. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, Please leave us a review. It's time to dance. Uh, per your request, we have the ESPN Tournament Challenge set up again, so go search Tony Kornheiser Show 2022. Uh, there is a passcode to try and uh, make this a bit more insider for our listeners, and the passcode is 9 over 8. And uh, oh. I believe this will let you enter two or three brackets. I wanted to you know, get a couple in but not have you submit the 20 that we normally do. Yeah, we don't want 20 uh, Yeah, so we'll try and come up with some good prizes. We'll give updates, and we'll have a separate category to, to follow along with our contributors. From Brian Butler, I've been listening since the podcast delays days, and though I've had a review of Nigel's book read on air, I've never felt compelled to write into the show until now. On Wednesday morning's show, you read an email about both of Longwood's basketball teams making the NCAA tournament, and you learned that Longwood is in Virginia and is the third oldest college in the Commonwealth, and you assumed that the university was the oldest. Well, I'm here to set the record straight. The University of Virginia was founded by Thomas Jefferson. You'll know him from Hamilton. In 1819, (laughs) T.J. received his education in the early 1760s at the College of William and Mary, founded in 1693, a mere 126 years before UVA. So no, the university is not the oldest in Virginia, as that distinction belongs to the College of William and Mary, the second oldest in the country to that little school up north called Harvard. The priorities of William and Mary are drilled into the students early and often, and they include only American institution of higher education to receive a war, royal charter and coat of arms, first in the country to boast a full faculty, first intercollegiate fraternity in the country, Phi Beta Kappa, first elective system of study, first honor code, first law school, first college to become a university, first to offer studies in modern languages, political economy, and modern history, old college building, the Wren Building, W-R-E-N, where students still take classes today. In addition, 
we can boast that three presidents, Jefferson, Monroe, and Tyler, were educated here, along with licensing George Washington as a surveyor, who also served as chancellor. Thank you for allowing me to set the record straight. UVA has a lot they can hold over us, especially in sports, but not this one. In closing, congratulations to Longwood on getting to the big dance. The tribe is still patiently waiting for our first shot. They're one of two or three schools in the country that have never been in. 328 years and counting. As ESPN put it, when the team played in the CAA tournament final many years ago, William and Mary, founded in 1693, never been to the NCAA tournament. Brian Butler, graduate, 2001. From David Collier, from Zaverna Park, <coughs> not the one that Dina in Damascus knows. Thanks, <laughs> Dina. Was coincidentally just pondering on planning a road to Damascus trip after reading a great review in the WAPO of a low-key Chinese restaurant in your vicinity, Tasty 68, helmed by an acclaimed expat Chinese chef. Yeah, you have to ask for the spicy, though. Littles yes. helping littles, connective tissue. P.S. Let your friend D.C. know that if he wants to reach out to me, he can find me on Twitter. Okay. This comes from the other David Collier. <laughs> My old friend in Damascus recently sent you an email that you read on the show. I'm the real David Collier in Severna Park and can be identified as the real David Collier in Severna Park that Dean in Damascus knows, as opposed to that other guy named David Collier in Severna Park. I'm now a loyal listener, as of five minutes ago, and look forward to Q&A wards with the other guy. My first question is, what's the world's fastest cat? See the original Airplane movie for the answer. Sincerely, the real David Collier in Severna Park that Dina in Damascus knows. From Mike Todd. Not that Mike Todd. Not that Mike Todd, no. In Columbus, Ohio. My house faces north, and sometimes when the cosmos align perfectly, it faces Uranus. Never not funny. (laughs) From Noah Walter. I am currently on a class trip to the D.C. area from Wisconsin, learning about the nation's capital. Yesterday, after going on a few different tours, we had some extra time to ride around the area on the bus we'd been taking. Our very knowledgeable tour guide stood up and asked if anyone had a suggestion where to go. Without truly thinking, I stood up and exclaimed, I'd like to see the old Chatter restaurant. (laughs) This statement was greeted with many blank stares. I wondered how a great tour guide like this could miss a great restaurant like Chatter, even if it had been closed for a couple of years. Truly disappointing. Desperately, I asked, what about the Little House? (laughs) The embarrassment shot through me as I realized what I had said. Of course, no one else on the trip knew what the heck I was talking about. It's going to be a long ride back now that everyone thinks I've gone mad. I still think it was worth it. On a serious note, thanks for entertaining me during the long ride to and from the East Coast. If there's a chance, I'd love to see a big walking around the city one of the days I'm still here. I'll be here through the 19th. As always, eat it, Saliza. I'll hang up and listen now. Love well, where are you staying? Well, he didn't say. Noah didn't say. Noah yeah. Walter. I'll, I'll walk around town today. And I'm just not... see what happens. Yeah. If you're out on your bike, time, everyone, as always, do wear white. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite.
So far down. 